welcome to the Human and Technology Podcast. This podcast is for anyone who develops, distributes or uses technology. For all those who always have the feeling that technology overwhelms or dominates them. For everyone who wants to know how to deal with technology in everyday life. For anyone who wants to understand what technology does to us and how we can get our lives back. This podcast is for those who want to make technology sexy. All the product developers, designers, UX, UI professionals, product managers, CTOs and CEOs. And it is for you. My name is Dr. Peter Reska. My friends call me Dr. Peter. I am your host and I am happy that you are here. Today's episode of the Human Technology Podcast is another interview podcast. I had the honor to discuss with Christian Delise of Delise Design Works on various aspects of uh, the future of automotive HMIs, the future of automotive user experiences, the future of cars in itself. And he, like uh, myself, is very much into the analog part of the automotive world and he believes that cars are very analog devices and shall remain like this. It uh, was a super interesting interview. I enjoyed very much talking to Christian and um, I think you will like this episode as well. All right. I have Christian Delisle. Is that the right way to pronounce your family name? Delise. Delise. So I have Christian Delise on my interview um, in this podcast episode, and I'm very happy that you are here. Um, first of all, tell us a bit about yourself. What brought you to the point uh, where you are? What were, let's say, turning points in your life, in your career? What made you the person you are today? Yeah, thanks, Peter. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to share a bit of this experience. Uh, it has been a journey, as is most paths in life, uh, finding your purpose. Um, I I started to to seek out my purpose. Um, I would say about 15 years ago, 16 years ago, uh, I was raised in New Orleans, Louisiana, and uh, this was about the year we had the big hurricane. 2005, 2006. Uh, and this was, a, this was a time of change in the city, big challenge. Uh, and it, it kind of prompted me to look out into the world and see what, what am I really passionate about? What's, what do I really, what's my real calling? Uh, and I had circled around the idea of design and automotive world for a while. Um, and was drawn out to California for automotive industrial design school. Uh, this was a, it's a real natural thing. I think a lot of, uh, a lot of guys are drawn to, you know, I want to see if I can draw the cars and be a part of that world. Uh, and it just, since then, since learning that there, that there is a curriculum to support real design process uh, and Although it's a very competitive field, it's one of the most competitive things you can try to do, uh, be the car designer. Uh, it, it 
challenged me to think differently about just life in general, how to solve problems. Uh, and I was, I was fortunate to get recruited into the interior design space uh, initially. And you know, when you're starting out, you kind of grab any, any vine that you can. Uh, and my vine was Toyota. So did some time with them and learned a lot of the craftsmanship of, of, of their way, uh, both culturally and business-wise, you know, the Toyota world is kind of the heart of, uh, of a lot of the industry. Um, my passion, uh, I guess, brand-wise, always did lie with the German brands. I was always a European car fan, Porsche, BMW. Um, and later in my career, I got to work with them uh, most recently with Volkswagen Group uh, Advanced Design and Innovation. And that's where <clears throat> the, the user experience and the ergonomic training kind of came in into play. Um, and uh, I'm lucky to get kind of a cross-functional dynamic experience uh, throughout going from interiors, um, packaging design, uh, and HMI design. What, how, do we, how do we relate to cars? And this is the conversation I'm really excited to have with you is, is that other layer below the surface of how does it look um, what's the appeal? Um, it's now a lot deeper as, as these cars become more aware. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, you, you just drilled it down to the point. I mean, um, I, I think a lot and I work a lot in the area um, of, the, of the relationship between a car and a driver, between technologies and humans. And um, Why is it so important for you to, to get into this one? And why is it so important for you to design relationships between humans and technology? Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to put it. Um, I'm a firm believer that we do have a relationship with cars. Um, one of the first things I did in one, one um, seminar I was in was I asked the room, how many of you have named your, your laptop or your phone? Mm. Like a, a light, light response. And then I go, okay, how many of you have ever named a car? And then you inevitably get more than half the room, you know, kind of ashamedly some are like, you know, I have made my first car or, um, and that, that's what we're talking about. Like the relationship, these are, these are, these are objects with faces and with character traits. And um, I know in my experience, uh, every car I've owned has given me a different, different type of relationship. Uh, and this seems to resonate with people that whether they like cars or not, whether they know about, you know, the features, um, pretty much everybody can relate to an experience uh, that they've bonded with <laughs> some car. And oftentimes it's not even a, you know, a fancy car. It's, it's something that had lots of, lots of quirks <laughs> and got them to that job or got them to that big city uh, from where they were. And I just find that fascinating that, that, that these products have, have that effect on us. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I like to tell the story. My, my first car was a 1980 uh, Volkswagen Dasher or Passat, as we called it in Germany. And um, uh, with one of my best friends, I dove, drove down to Southern France and we had a great vacation there and, and spent some, some great time in, in, uh, in spring. And um, that will ever stick to my mind and it will always stick to this Uh, dark red uh, Volkswagen that I had at that time. Yeah, so I I know exactly what you what you mean. 
All right. Um, you run an own business called Delise Design Works. Tell us a bit about that. What What do you? Yeah, this was. Oh, go ahead. Hmm? Uh, yeah, this was a. This was kind of a. At, at first, it was a, a medium to to operate independently. Uh, in school, I was I was helping fund my my tuition uh, by doing consulting with anyone, everyone outside of cars. It seemed. <laughs> needed some graphic design or, or something. Um, and I've kind of already had, had an entrepreneurial bug. Um, so I set that up to kind of serve that purpose uh, in between full-time roles or, or even during it sometimes. Uh, and I, it's, it's evolved in, in what, uh, in, in, in the clients we've served and, and the projects we do. Uh, and more recently it's become Uh, a, a conduit for for this type of you know uh, belief system. How do we apply this this belief system and this design process that is very functional in cars to other areas, uh, and vice versa? How do how do other processes maybe maybe dovetail in with uh, with industrial design? Mm -hmm. All right. And so, um, how, how can I see your business? Are you working for, for OEMs? Are you working for other design studios? Or so, so uh, what, what kind of business is that? Well, we're currently, the main focus right now is stealth mode. We have some projects that are coming out uh, to be launched. Um, in the past, it's been, um, like I said, I was full-time with Volkswagen Group a year and a half ago now. Um, And our clients now are uh, mainly automotive, uh, and you can you I will say look out for for what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so I hope you will keep me posted on LinkedIn uh, or wherever we we oh, keep in sure. touch. Yeah, yeah. All right, so you've been in the industry quite quite some years. Um, you've been with a Lamborghini, you've been with Volkswagen, with Toyota. You run your own business. Um, is there anything unusual, exciting um, in your professional experiences that you want to tell us about and that you're allowed to tell us about? Hmm. Yeah, the, the unusual is, is definitely, uh, I, I feel the best things happen when, when there's crossover between industries. Um, working with like, video game designers, for example, Uh, working in different cultures where you can really see the root of uh, of how that works its way into the products. I mean, everybody everybody's kind of aware of this, I think, to some degree, you know, like how, how the Germans make things, how the Japanese make things, how the Americans make things. Um, we all have our own brand of, of, uh, of inputs. Um, but I kinda, it, it kind of circles back to that, that common thread that everyone does share, which is identifying, identifying with these things we make and forming a relationship. Um, it's kind of a, I mean, to me, I've noticed it's, it's a ritual. Um, if we, if we look, if we break down, okay, how does everyone, um, how do people in this area of the world typically start their day with their car? Um, How do people, you know, in some areas they have to warm it up first because they're in snow and then they go inside and have their coffee. Um, and others it's, you know, it's a bike to a train station. 
than to another car maybe or car, like a car is a, a it's 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 an accessory um, to a different part of their life um, so I, I think the most the most unusual and I guess revealing things have been when I've stepped into other other lifestyles um, to, to, to learn and to, to be educated on on you know get outside of the assumptions get outside the comfort zone um, I think professionally what's challenged me is has been working on things that are different. Uh, I worked on a, a hyperbaric ambulance, which is a, it's, it's concept of hyperbarics is taking a high pressure environment and, and administering oxygen. Um, so we, we worked on this for a doctor and it was a, it was a whole new world to, to, of challenges to mobilize something medical. Um, and just, just learning the, the different, um, you know, the, the different requirements for that. Um, yeah, it's, I, I would say that crossing over into different cultures is, is the most rewarding and, and surprising thing you can find. <laughs> yeah, this, this is uh, what I find as well. I mean, I travel a lot and I have clients in um, North America and in, in Asia and in Europe and the working styles, the, the ways of communication, all that <clears throat> differs enormously. And uh, I mean, from, from you as a, as a U.S. American, um, what, what is the difference between Germany and, and Japan? I mean, you work for Volkswagen, you work for Toyota, so you must have had these, these experiences. Uh, you know, there's a, I think it's like when the ice is broken. <laughs> mm -hmm. The ice is broken in Japan um, well after the, well, I will, I'll, I'll back up there. The, the formalities in Japan um, and Germany do have some, some, some overlap. Like, like there's a pride. This is what we're making. And, and I can see that pride come through in, in the introduction, you know, who, who is who and what are they doing and the exchange of the business cards, albeit very different. It's, it's always fascinating to me that we're all very excited that we're in this room suddenly talking about this thing that we've all been, you know, passionate in different ways. Um, But then, yeah, the, I mean, the icebreakers, um, you know, the, the, the going out with the, uh, with the Japanese businessmen is, 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 a, is always a treat because, um, uh, and it just uh, similar to in Germany, like going, going to the beer garden, going to, um, to loosen up and, and really get more personal um, is always, you know, it's, it's, that's a favorite time of, uh, of the meeting and, and, so I, I almost I almost struggle to see differences more than I see similarities. For sure, the differences in the cuisine and the, <laughs> and, and 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 the way the conversation is is going, um, you know, it, it's I think getting to getting to like the personal touch in Japan is is a it's a straighter line. It's like um, it's it's more what do you personally want to do. Um, where, you know, where, where is your, where's your passion? Um, and in Germany, it's like, okay, how do you want to do it? Um, it's a more analytical uh, discussion often, um, but with like equally fascinating. Um, but, but there is, there is like this, this similarity. And I think it's no, um, there's no surprise about uh, the, the, the passion for, 
for how we make things comes through that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I see it pretty much the same way as you do it. Uh, I, I see quite some commonalities, particularly in the formality. Uh, if, if I compare it to, to the U S where everything seems to be more casual and more relaxed and more open in some ways. And um, what I see is that many Germans misinterpret that uh, as, as friendship, you know, which, which from our point of view is not true. It's just a different way of approaching problems and, and doing things together. And um Okay, yeah, great. Let, let's get back to, to uh, user experiences to, to auto-motivate your mice. Um, my clients very often ask me, what is the future? What is next? What, what's coming up? So from your point of view, um, what are your ideas about the future of auto-motivate your mice? Where are future automotive user experiences? What are trends, mega trends, design trends? How, how do you see the future of, of cars? Uh, this is the this is the good stuff, right? This is these are the big questions, um, and th that that is what I see in the future is mega trend is a balance, a balance being brought to what I think is we're living through the the fulfillment of the trends right now, we're living through the fulfillment of digitization and um, kind of a restructuring. Everything's everything's on its head. Everything is is challenged right now. How do we reinvent this? How do we streamline this? How do we uh, how do we uh, make this part more efficient? Uh, and in doing that, I believe that there's there's always a there's always kind of a natural correction. And if if I if I reach in deep right into my my personal like car intuition. Um, it's like what's happening right now. Uh, I, I love cities. I love the activity of cities, right? And there's, there's, I love the activity of thought. Um, it's an extreme when, when contrasted with this, the subtlety and the, the, the calmness of nature, right? And I see this happening where everyone is being drawn to cities, but we're also getting kind of called out to the more, uh, the more natural side of things. How do we reconnect with, with, uh, with nature and, and space, open space. And, and I see that happening with, with all technology right now. Like we're, we're rushing towards what is, what is kind of a renaissance of digital life, uh, and rebirth. Uh, but it's also kind of, it can be kind of prickly at sometimes like, oh, okay, it's, It's, is that really good for our brain to always be on a screen? Is that really good for, um, for our habits to always be having an algorithm there? Um, and so there seems to be some naturalization there where, you know, with cars, there's, okay, you know, I want to drive my analog, you know, manual, <laughs> um, really like sensory based experience vehicle. I mean, every designer I know is in this like, oh, okay, I like my old car and it has character and, and I want to try to bring that into the new car. And then at the same time, the new cars are being almost cell phone driven of like, okay, well, it's a platform and it's got a chip and it's a, so the, again, there's that contrast. And I think, I think the mega trend or the mega correction might, might be the, the, the balance there of that analog. We have to keep this analog Uh, aspect alive and 
And then people will naturally respond to that. People will always want what is fresh and what is new and what is appealing. Um, but it's our responsibility, I think, to kind of keep the, that balance alive and, and in check and the soul, right? This that soul that that X factor that that made all the cars that, that we form relationships with. Um, it's what delights us. And we can surely delight in a digital way. We can delight in a, um, in a, in a new sensory way. Um, and, and I think we're gonna start to see cars in particular enhance that personality with, uh, with their algorithms. Uh, the digitization is gonna free up, not just like cabin space and architecture, um, it's going to free up the opportunities for us to expect more from this relationship. Um, and again, it's, it's not to say that these predictions were incorrect, like, oh, we're all going to share cars and we're all going to like, they're, they're all going to just come to us and leave us. And no, they're still going to carry us. They're still going to hold our belongings while we're in doing things. They're still going to, you know, get us through that thunderstorm or that snowstorm with our family in it. These are, these are not going to, evolve into products as with a capital P they're they're going to remain cars with a capital C and they may be more digitized and more electronic and smarter. Uh, I, I see it's, it's like a boundless opportunity uh, for, for, you know, them becoming even more of a family member. Uh, and, and that will, that will inspire, okay, what can they really do? Sure. They can go park themselves and they can, uh, they can remember my schedule, but but can I trust them in a different way? Am I going to start? We going to start to refer to them in a different way. Are we going to invest in them in a different way? It will maybe inspire people to invest more um, and less of it as a as a depreciating asset. You know, the in America at least we we love to spend money on cars and get new cars every you know shorter than every than most every other uh, industry or. Uh, or, or demographic, but, um, but they, they don't return in the same way as we invest in education and, and, and housing. In fact, it's the opposite. We invest more and we kind of throw our money to cars, uh, expecting them to, to lose value. And then I think that's, that's not long for, that's not sustainable. That's not sustainable economically or environmentally. Um, so investing in them in more of a personal sense is, is I think going to become more, you know, it's something as car people and as tech people, we, we care because we're in that world. We're like, ah, oh, I worked on this or look at the thought put into this. Um, but people that, that even aren't invested in that world will inevitably start to see uh, that power more than they have in the past. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like that view, particularly the, the one with the analog so I always talk about the revenge of the analog. I mean, we are so digital. And uh, I mean, in the US, um, I think 2020 or 2019 was the first year when more vinyl records were sold than, than compact discs. So uh. People are returning to vinyl records. And that's the same with uh, people buy guitars because they want to make some noise with a piece of real wood and some wires on it. And um, yeah, so uh, I, I see it like you see it, uh, that, that in the car industry, we have this very strong analog component in, in, uh, in the product. And yeah. Okay, so what about technologies? We have talked about design a lot. And uh, 
what what technologies do you see on on dashboards in next generation cars and after well specifically i think to our analog discussion um screens are going to continue to play a big role as kind of the the simplifier so if we if we think aesthetically we've got this great move towards minimalism and that's healthy right that's uh that's refreshing <laughs> And it allows for like more quality of material and less busyness. Uh, the screens though, I think remaining the centerpiece uh, is we're gonna, sh we're probably gonna shift from screens as the centerpiece to more supplemental. And you know, we, you know, we speak of this as like the multimodal. So, The screen might show me what's going on and I might be able to input on the screen, but what supplemental feedback, how's the car going to talk back to me? Um, I think is going to expand into more things such as holographics. Uh, we're already seeing this with heads up displays are getting much more augmented um, and lighting. How do we use lighting beyond it just being a simple, you know, led, but in a more ambient sense to communicate We're starting to see this on the high end and, and even, you know, um, even entry level cars, ambient lighting is, is now kind of expected in some degree. Um, so beyond that, uh, it's, I think it's going to be more of an orchestra of, of all things, right? There, there, there are screens that don't have to end at the boundary. It doesn't have to stop at where the glass stops. Can that bleed into other Parts. Can that bleed? If, if you don't know where the lighting starts and the screen ends, uh, similarly with the AR, um, you know, heads up displays, I think it's one of these bets where it's like, okay, heads up displays could be everything. Could, could that just be only heads up displays? Uh, so then we have to invest heavily there. Um, and we're going to discover, I think these tricks are going to be discovered along the way. Uh, Keeping in, log, in, in mind the analog, um, I mean, people love to touch. So the screen right now, we've, we've like been trained into this new ritual of, of fingers and, and, and swiping and, and gesture. Um, but if we re, if we're to our point earlier, if we're reincorporating analog things, I think we're going to see some real interesting analog inputs with the HMI that have these augmented reactions, right? Joysticks, um, centerpieces that can kind of become jewels uh, and, and do more than we're, and than we're expecting, right? You know, haptically, for sure, that's going to like, they're going to get more feedback in, in the sense that we're touching them. But, uh, but, but I think, I think it's, it's the blending. We kind of have, we, we do have this beautiful, like, option shopping list. Now, every supplier is listing, oh, we've got this, we've got this, we've got this, we've got this. Um, so I, I'd struggle to see like what new thing that we haven't found is out there and more, how are they, how are they really put together uh, as a whole? Uh, just keeping in mind those, those philosophies, those principles of like, yeah, don't be afraid to go beyond the screen. Don't be afraid to, uh, to integrate touch again. 
uh, and and yeah, and just combine them. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, that were a couple of new aspects, a couple of things that I see the same way. And um, I think particularly the multimodality, um, that, that is a fact. And I mean, for me, the benchmark of communication still is the human-to-human -human communication. And if we lift the human-to-car, the driver-car communication to the, to the same level, I mean, that needs to be multimodal, multimodal. That, that, uh, that, for me, that is core, yeah. Okay, time yeah, for yeah. Oh, sorry, are we already... Are we on time? <laughs> we, are, we are perfectly on time. No problem. Just, just. Yeah. Well, that your your last point just made me want to interject again on on if I think of this and I start to brainstorm, right? And uh, the answer beyond what's on the shelf or what do we see coming on the shelf is exactly that. Like you said, the human to human that opens up a whole realm of I'm not just communicating with the car and then I turn and communicate with who's there. Um, if we really do see the car becoming another family member, uh, furthermore, then, then we look at looking at, at like what is going on between each other does inspire, uh, the car to supplement that. So all those tricks that it does, <laughs> I mean, even in conversation, we have this challenge, uh, in this digital sense of like, okay, how's the cadence, you know, how do we. What are the manners here to, to politely uh, not speak over or not like, you know, that the cars have to learn that. And so that's a whole challenge. Like, how does the car not speak over you if if you're speaking to the passenger or how does uh, or is your passenger going to start to respect that, that the car has a has something to say before we, <laughs> you know, before before we get off on the journey. And uh, and, and and so that's that's an interesting aspect that uh, that you're you're spot on there. Like, how do we, how do we keep what we're talking about, you know, in a human sense alive with, with the car, uh, the car beyond the tool. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think that's part of the analog and that's also part of the communication that it is more than a tool beyond, beyond the tool. Um, because there is a lot of emotion involved in cars and that was the beginning of what we talked about. Um, that, that you see this as a very emotional piece, as a family member, as, as something that uh, is more than just an object. It has faces, it has a character, it, it replies in a way. Yeah, of, of, of the off-the-shelf stuff, to tie this in, hmm. eye tracking. Um, you know, eye tracking is now being used for safety and for screen interface, but if we open it to, to the context we just spoke, it's like eye, eye tracking is a, is a manner It's a, it's a communication device. Mm -hmm. And if, if I'm looking at, if we're looking at each other on the screen, you know, we know what the cadence is. Mm -hmm. The car could use the use eye tracking beyond just uh, safety. It's also safety of communication and, and, and for politeness. Like you, you know where I'm looking car. So mm -hmm. let's, let's learn some manners about, about like what we're, what's the context of this conversation right now. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, um, I'm, I'm expecting a lot from these uh, facial recognitions, eye movement, uh, eye tracking systems that we will have. And of course, they will add up to safety. Um, they will make cars um, yeah, more, away, um, more, more aware of what, what the human inside is doing and, and planning and whether the human inside is still there, whether he or she is still active. 
<laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, um, yeah, as, as you said, it's a new means of communication and then opens up new chances. All right. So one final question. Yeah. Is there anything you want to tell my listeners, a piece of knowledge or wisdom you want to give to, to the people listening to, to the podcast? Hmm. That's a great, that's a great ender. Uh, I would, so I'm an evangelist for longevity in cars and I would, I would just like to, you know, I, th I think the best cars, um, they're timeless, right? Not just in design, but in, in, in like durability. And I, I'm, I think my message to the user base or to the listeners, um, is let's figure out how to keep that alive. Let's figure out how to inspire within our own lives, like fixing over replacing. Um, but in the new car sense, right? <laughs> we're still gonna make new cars, we're still gonna need new, new things, right? How do we design them with anticipation for that? That's my big, I guess, uh, I'm the most evangelist for that, for that mentality. Um, on so many levels, it's going to serve us personally. We're going to, we're going to learn more about ourselves. Uh, I certainly do. I learn more every time I, you know, as many cars as I've had, every time I fix that one and, and keep it a little long, it like teaches you something. And, and that's, that's what I would aspire, uh, aspire to as a message. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Excellent. So we have reached the 30 minutes. Exactly. That's good. Christian, thanks. Thanks a lot for your insights, for your time, for all the knowledge you dropped. Um, I found it extremely inspiring. I learned a lot in uh, our little conversation. And um, th thanks a lot for, for all of that. Yeah, Peter, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm looking forward to one day we'll, we'll grab a beer or we'll, uh, we'll have this discussion in person uh, when, when the world's completely back. <laughs> Definitely, yes. And uh, I, I'm traveling the West Coast a lot, so um, I hope uh, it will yeah. be possible soon. And um, then uh, we'll have a beer and some burger and stuff. That, that'll be great. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, please. To Let's do that. Let me know when you're on your West Coast, and we'll certainly make that happen. Excellent. That's it for today. Thank you for spending time with me. I hope you were able to take something with you and do something for yourself that will be forever. For an unknown exchange, you will find me on LinkedIn and on my websites, peter-rusker.com and beyond-hmi.de. Write me an email on the podcast at beyond-hmi.de. Tune in next time, take care and stay healthy.